Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where we comedians break down the world of professional wrestling, the ever jam-packed, content-filled weeks of professional wrestling. Before we get going, remember, do I have to say it? Ugh, every time. I mean, there's so much to talk about, and I gotta waste your time and my time telling you that you need to rate and subscribe to this podcast. I know more people listen to this podcast than are rating it or uh, reviewing it. Just do it. Give me five stars, even if you hate my guts. Come on, sometimes you cheer a a heel, right? Do it. Uh, Okay, anyway, let's get into it. Every week on this podcast, we have a, uh, a, a, a guest from the comedy world, and this week is no exception. We have returning guest Chad Damiani. The Deli Boy. I'm excited to be back. WCW Deli Boy. Yeah, that was the uh, that was a nickname I gave myself as a joke in college when we still we we all had uh, wrestling names when we'd watch Raw. Yeah, and uh, I took it as a lark when I first got the job at WCW, and then I had to <laughs> be called that for five years. So. That's amazing. There's a and lesson now, in that. And now I'm the only one doing <laughs> yeah, that's it. The only, even ringing in my ear, it's like my past is being unveiled. Well, as I, I was saying it because I thought it was like fun because it was like you're wrestling, you know, you had like a kayfabe name. And uh, but then as I said, I felt bullied. I felt like a bully. Yeah, <laughs> just being like fucking deli boy. <laughs> like I'm a guy who wet his pants in middle school yeah. and you bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't feel good to say. That's good. Uh. So yeah, uh, so you before we get into all the hot hot action, and there are so much, so, you know, can there be just a week that's just like a Raw and a SmackDown? Can can I can can I have that? This new pay per view schedule. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of mentioned it before we got on the air. What I end up doing with the network and Hulu is it's just constantly on. Yeah, and every time I can take a break from writing or I'm waiting for something to boil, right? I try to get six more minutes of wrestling. Yeah. In it to keep up. It's crazy right now. Which which is cool in in a way because I I, I like to watch wrestling like the news. Like I like to have it on <laughs> in the background. I like wrestling to be my news. Right. But there's so much good stuff peppered in throughout yeah. that I'm worried about missing stuff. So it's like where if you keep on CNN, they repeat the same story every. You know, you're not worried about missing anything on CNN. Exactly, like something that'll matter the week next week. Right. Yeah. But like you could like that Ziggler Miz segment. I could have left the room for a little bit, then I missed that whole segment. Yeah. You know. Uh, so you know it's getting, it's getting tough as wrestling gets better and as they hide the gems in the hours and hours of content. It gets harder and harder to consume properly as a live viewer. Well, you know, as someone who doesn't watch traditional sports. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. Like. Me too, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, real sports are so boring. whack. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I always felt that way about my buddies with like NFL. You know, they get uh, this that what is it, the NFL season ticket. Yeah. That the weekends they'd have to watch nine games. And like now wrestling fans are in that situation all year. Yeah, you know that's that's what they go through. Except we don't get a season off. You no, know? yeah, I know, and we we can use it. We can deserve it. Well, all right. Before we get into Clash of Champions, Raw, SmackDown, everything, uh, let's. Uh, uh, I said last time, let's get maybe give us some uh, a WCW memory. All right. So for the people who didn't hear Chad's first episode, Chad worked at WCW for how many years? Five, six years? Uh, five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were on commentary. I was. I, yeah, I mean, I spent about four years working commentary, spent a year doing, like, internet stuff and uh, hotlines. Yeah. So, yeah, I was on the road with these guys. Uh, I used to carpool with Chris Benoit. I used to 
share my was room. Was he dangerous? Let's get this he out was, of the way right uh, here. You though. know what? I know this is unpopular. He was so nice. That seems to be po- actually that is the popular. I guess it's opinion. unpopular to say that about any murderer. Yeah. Which I totally, you know, obviously what he did was horrendous. Yeah. But it's hard for me Terrible. to be like, oh, that's the same guy? Because that guy was a sweet guy. I'll, I will tell you this, though. One Right before he went to WWE and they were having all that tension, uh, you know, as you know, he married Kevin Sullivan's ex-wife. Right. And he believed he'd never get pushed because Kevin Sullivan was very much involved in booking. Right. And Kevin Sullivan promised him the belt. Like, they went to these extreme lengths. And I remember being at the BWI Airport Hilton, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And just sitting and talking to him, and like I said, always sweet. And I was like, "Well, what will you do if they don't like let you out of their contract?" Like I was asking this question, and he just calmly goes, "Well, if I if I get stuck here, I'll walk to the ring, I'll punch the ring post, shatter my hand, and then I'll punch it again with my other hand, shatter that one, and then I'll just have to stay home." And I started laughing. Yeah. And he just looked at me like, "No, that's." That's my fucking plan. Like I was like, wow. so that that's the only moment I can remember from knowing him where I'm like, oh, this guy, yeah, is intense. You know, yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's hard because you know it's hard to even it's hard to even bring it up. But I don't know. I like to just speak about everything, maybe to a fault. Well, it's not on us. I mean, that's on yeah, them. It's to do that's with us. their legacy. I mean, this is us as fans. This is all stuff. We no, saw. no, I know, I know, I know. But it just always feels like if I bring it up, I'm like. I'm like TMZ in it or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it is like an, it is it is interesting because I think that mystery, even from listening to the Jericho's podcast, yeah, you know, uh, with his sister-in-law, I believe, is was you know even that it's just like there's still so many question marks looming on that. But anyway, uh, I mean that you know it, that does remind me of people who have that like weird anger. Like I have friends who like sometimes they say something so in in a, it, that's like very angry to a level that I can't relate to at all, right? Yeah, and you're like what? And then you're like, oh, you're serious. You're, you know, you're like, oh wow, uh, oh, okay. And then that kind of what you said reminds me of. Uh, it reminds me of uh, uh, you know moments I've had like that. I have a couple friends where you're like, oh, you're capable of some anger. Oh yeah, like you'll have a friend who who'll be like, oh, I'm gonna switch his beer for bleach, or like something will come out like something <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. specific to what like, and you're like, oh, there's a darkness in you, like a Star Wars like darkness, right? Yeah. And not the Undertaker kind of fun darkness. <laughs> not the not with music light. and yeah, lights. Yeah. yeah, not like I'm going to, you know, kidnap the boss's daughter. Wait, I guess that's pretty dark. That's pretty, that's that's pretty, pretty dark, dark also. <laughs> was those darker days than the American Badass days? To me, the American Badass days were the darker days. Maybe because it was more grounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so any, any, any specific WCW I've been memory? thinking about it, and, yeah. um, and if, if you'll allow me, I have two. But I, I, um, if I can present them as blind, because they're kind of salacious stories. They're short. I'll take them however I can get. Okay, them. blind item. Um, Meaning you're gonna, you're gonna uh, hide the names. Hide the names of, of the talent. Um, this, do we want to give them fake names? We want to give them jobber names? I feel like if I do that, I'll probably pick names that are super close to their <laughs> names because I'm yeah, not that creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one, you, you've, I mean, you've never even heard a, a whisper about this one. I just thought of it when you started the broadcast. A huge professional female wrestling star. Huge. Huge. In our company, um, one night was hanging out and everyone was drinking. And not me. I I swear not me. But another sort of junior personality, wrestling personality, was at this dinner. 
Uh, everyone was getting drunk, and this personality uh, went to use the single stall bathroom. And sh- this woman came up and said she had to go first, and then decided to bring him into the bathroom with her. She then peed in front of him and made him stand at the door. This is not like they had no relationship, they had never been together. She just before. for no reason was like, Come just watch to me pee. alpha. This guy. Wow. This guy. And then, this is where it gets crazy. She made him tamp her off after she peed. Do you know what I mean by that? I do know what you mean, but I don't understand why anyone would do that. No sex happened. That just to show her dominance, she said, tamp me. I don't know if she said tamp. That's how I know it. She probably had a different word. I mean, like a tampon? Well, that's what I... so he went, like grabbed a, toilet paper, Jesus. and then did it, and then like they walked out and never spoke a word of it at that dinner. Uh, it's amazing. That's right? it's, I don't understand that. I don't know why anyone would do that. Why I, would anyone do that? That's why that story has stuck with me for years. Of like, what a power move. Um, this, so this was uh, super crazy. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and okay, so this second one is even grosser. Um, a lot of gross stuff happening at WCW. Yeah, I never get to tell these stories, and like you're the one place I feel comfortable doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm, I make people feel comfortable, and that's part um, of my trick. Let me say, uh, top five WCW draw personality during the WCW NWO days. I'm talking top five. Okay. Main event guy was hanging out a lot with. Young wrestlers. Super crazy? Uh, I'm Dan. Okay, okay. Um, in fact, he kind of had a reputation for being sort of this guy, because he was around in his 40s, loved to hang out with the 20-something guys coming up from the power plant. I'll even give you power plant. So this guy was hanging out with these guys a lot and uh, liked to sort of – He played. this guy played a lot of head games. Right. And one day I was there. We were in a hotel room. So imagine about five of these young guys, this superstar guy. And also this woman who used to hang out a lot after shows and stuff like that. Like She's a groupie? Just, like a ring rat groupie. Can I say ring rat? Is that a, in, back then, that's what we said. Yeah, I mean, ring rat is probably, it's probably misogynistic. A lady. But, I mean, I think you're, you know, you're pulling um, from that. You're trying to make it historically I, try, accurate. Yeah, I mean, that's not how I feel. No. Um, anyway, this is a lady. <laughs> ring rat is such a funny, <laughs> it's like terrible. wrestling has its own groupies. Uh, it's the worst. Oh, um, my God. So... <laughs> This, Yikes. Uh, um, this was a woman that I knew. She was around all the time and just really, like, wanted to be around these wrestlers. And so at the time, I can even t- – I have to tell you this. Um, ho- for whatever reason, this wrestler did not like Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. Well, did no one like liked him because he was yeah. cheating. He was uh, yeah, and slapping people with yeah. his uh, belt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and backstage also. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay. Backstage also. Oh, I thought you uh, – sorry. I live in the, oh, the well, realm okay, of k world. <laughs> um so I uh, was working on the magazine at the time, and uh, I had just written an article about this guy, and I was showing him the article I wrote. That's right. why he asked me to come up and hang out with all these guys. And he opens up the magazine, and what does he find? But there's like that three-page centerfold that opens up, you know, where you can look at a big picture of a wrestler right in the center. We used to have that in WCW magazine, and it was Hollywood Hogan. Right, and he was just posing it's like, all a play, up. like a play, yeah, like a playboy, like a weird homoerotic centerfold. Like Hogan magazine. is the centerfold. Yeah, it's crazy that I want. I would want that more than a, just a real yeah. playboy. I know. It's really it's true, though. <laughs> I would hang that up over, and I wouldn't hang up uh, a naked lady. Okay, so this is uh, and um, what's your name again? Zig. 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 This I know, Dan. I'm just warning you. This story's going to get 
dark. I'm here for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything backstage in wrestling is, is so dark. <laughs> so um, this superstar was like kind of jokingly frustrated, but also clearly really frustrated. Right. And um, this lady who was hanging out, um, he looks at her and he goes, "You know what I would think was to be the coolest thing ever?" He goes, "I want to play this practical joke, but uh, I just." I think it would be the coolest thing ever if you took a shit in this magazine. He told the woman to do that? Yes. Um, oh, my God. And do it on this centerfold. And uh, and then we can slide it under Ho- uh, Hollywood Hogan's door at the hotel. Oh, my God. And I just – everyone laughed, thinking clearly that's nonsense, right? But he's saying it seriously? He was saying it. Was he the, selling it? Well, first he just said it in a charming way. And then it got Machiavellian, you know, like he was like, real, I'm serious, really. And then we're all like, what is he? Is he serious? And so he talks her into doing this. And in front of everyone or she went to the bed? No, what they did was they laid out the magazine on the bed. And then she was at the edge of the bed with her feet kind of like a crow on a fence post. And then two wrestlers held her hands so that she would lean back does this make sense to you what i'm saying no, no this sounds like a really complicated so imagine you're at the set up for a finisher you see, you know what i'm saying imagine you're at the edge of the bed you're facing away from the pillows yeah. and your feet are just got hanging it, up i got it they were holding her hands so she could lean back yeah and the magazine's underneath and like 30 seconds goes by a minute goes by honestly could you do this could you shit on command uh i don't know right Hopefully you never find out. <laughs> yeah, I've never ever had that. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would freeze up or I would just let loose. So we can find out. And then we get to this surreal moment where she's like apologetic. It was like I was so uncomfortable. She's like, "I'm so sorry." I'm where, where? Yeah, where are you? Just like on I the am, couch. I remember very clearly. I am so far pushed into the corner near the window. Yeah. Because I can't even believe this is happening. Yeah. And like I think it just happened slowly, where I kept backing up until I was pressed in the corner. Yeah. And uh, so, and 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 this guy, the superstar, is like, oh, I thought you were cool. Like he's like being the evil. Like, yeah, that's so terrible. And all of a sudden, and I'll never forget this. I saw her expression change from total jubilation to horror, because she realized she was going to be able to do it. And then it started, and then she realized she couldn't stop it. So she, her face lights up. She Ugh. starts to go to the bathroom, and then it just a torrent of stuff comes out into this magazine. <laughs> Sig oh. loves this. All right, I'm glad you like this, Sig. This the is two, insane. The room filled with this smell, like the most noxious smell. The two I was r- thinking you were going to tell me, like, one time Goldberg, like, you oh, know, no. uh, he, like, gave you a jackhammer for fun. <laughs> is this no. story too much? No, no, I like it. Um, Keep going. The two wrestlers holding her, young wrestlers, yeah. they let go out of sheer shock. Yeah. And she ended up rolling backwards. <laughs> She Inter- missed, no, she missed it. Oh, my thankfully. God. Um, and so then, like, this happened. Everyone's, like, almost throwing up. And so a couple of these young guys under the sort of evil tutelage, Sith Lord tutelage of the superstar, they get the magazine right, and they're like, we're going to go slide it under Hogan's door. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, this has all been too crazy for me. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't care if you don't think I'm – like, I just wanted to get out of there. I see them the next day. And they're all, they stayed, they were partying all night, and they just were tired and exhausted. And uh, I walked up, I said, so did you guys do it? And they're like, we thought we did, but we found out Hogan flew in this morning from Orlando. So these guys shoved this magazine <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> under the wrong door. Oh, oh 
Oh my god, that would fit under a door. I mean, I think. Oh, I don't even want to get into the semantics. Yeah, let's, here. I don't know what. Could you imagine just? <laughs> but I imagine but, this got just like jammed. This but also, didn't, like, you slide know, perfectly under a door. Imagine right? being that person. Like you get up in the morning, you're like, what? Like no, they. I think they probably smelled it. They probably got up from the. You think they got? Perhaps I always, in my mind, I always imagine them like just waking up in the morning and like, what is a like? Because probably not even a wrestling fan. Like it's a big hotel, and then finding this like. Oh my god! So that's a that is a story from. <laughs> yeah, my that family. is a story. Yeah, you know, I feel like I hear like a bunch of stories about. Wrestlers in backstage using crap as like a prank. Didn't like. Oh yeah. Didn't Orton get in trouble for like shitting in Sable's bag? Yeah. Something like that. That happens a lot. Kurt Hennig one time shit in a bucket. Yeah. Um. Put it. And remember when um NWO guys would come out from under the ring at the end of a show? Yeah. Well, he, those were all his buddies. They were all guys from Minneapolis, like Scott Norton and stuff. Right. So he went to the ring early in the day with this shit filled bucket, put it underneath. And then when the lights went out before Nitro started, these guys run down, get under the ring, not knowing, and all of a sudden they're trapped there for three hours <laughs> with Kurt Hennig's shit bucket. And I'll never forget that show because I was watching from the gorilla position, and when we got to the point where these guys are supposed to explode yeah. from out from they all came out like they were underwater. Like they were clearly had been throwing up. Like they were ghostly pale. They were throwing like these slow punches. Um, yeah, because they had been stuck under there for the entire show. Wow, they, uh, that's disgusting, and so to me, is so not funny. Like, yeah. I, I, obviously, it's funny as a story. Like, it's you're you telling that it's funny, but like, oh, if no. my friend actually Monsters. did that to me, or someone like, like I don't even remember. Like, the jackass guys didn't even like shit on each other, right? Like, they had like that one time where they like flipped over a uh, porta potty. It was like one stunt, but they didn't like shit on each other, right? Right. They would just hurt each other. That yeah. was funny. But like when you start, there's a savageness to it. Yeah, it's too far. Too well, you know when you get all these alpha males together. Yeah, and there's just a point where it's like, right? It's like, what do we? What next? How do we? There there was a last one I'll do. There was a story about a promoter, and now I did not witness this, but a promoter that the Steiner brothers didn't like, and so they duct taped his hands and feet together, like hogtied him. Yeah, took his pants off. And then put a pencil in his asshole and then leaned him on a bench so that, like, you know, basically so that he, like, he'd either have to fall off on his side, but but he couldn't just sit or up. Or put it up. Because then he'd shove the pencil up. Uh, like, I mean, that's, like, I mean, you that's a crime. J- you go to jail for that. And that's I like sodomy he- or something, right? I remember hearing that story and being like, can that happen? Like, do I, do I have legal recourse? Like, I was terrified of that kind of, and again, I had a lot of great experiences. Yeah, but on the it doesn't dark sound side, like you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying right now. No one can see it, but I'm, like you got horrified. I have tears into becoming a television writer. But yeah, that stuff went. That's why when it ended for me, I was like, I'm glad. Like when w, WCW went out of business after like a period of mourning, I'm like, God, I'm so glad I, I'm not. Because what if I stayed five more years and like that ho- that hotel thing was just business as usual? Yeah. You know, like that I still had some sort of moral barometer, you know. No, I mean, you were a young guy at the time. It's like or, or, wow. 20s. Yeah, I was yeah, in my 20s. That's crazy. Well, now the Steiner brothers own a Shoney's. Yeah, so. So, uh, so I guess that's eat, the lesson. You can eat at their Shoney's. Uh, yikes. Well, all right. <laughs> that. We started off, we talked about Chris Benoit. <laughs> I'm really enjoying my last visit to the show. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you'll you'll be back definitely. <laughs> WCW has had some dark days, and we're really uncovering yeah. them here on the show. Let's get speaking of dark days. Let's get into some light days. Not a great segue. Uh, so, Clash of Champions. Yes. Um, 
uh, uh, Clash of Champions happened this weekend. Did you enjoy the pay per view, Chad? I actually uh, enjoyed it quite a bit, and I, I thought the matches like had n- a nice length and like were well thought out. Like, yeah, I feel like the quality of wrestling, like the quality of the in ring product recently, it's just been blowing me away. Like, you know, and and also a lot of good stuff in the matches, like in terms of false finishes that don't often require outside interference. Like not that schmaz style, fifty guys running down, but instead just really well crafted matches. Between guys who know what they're doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I I think so. I think my only beef with this pay per view was the amount of dirty finishes. Yeah. Like it was just a little bit too much of like, okay, well, every match I'd be like, oh, all right. Like I want, I, want, I like to see some definitive uh, uh, st- star making moments. Well, Roman you know? Roman definitely got one where he got to survive well, through a series of dirty tactics. Yeah, and I would say this, that the the loser of the night at Clash of Champions was Rusev. Absolutely. I mean, Rusev, they buried Rusev so hard to put over fucking Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, who I'm a big Rusev fan. I mean, if he's going to... Because, I mean, so in that match, uh, Rusev cheated, but Roman Reigns went for was going to win clean. Yeah. Then Rusev cheated... Right? Alana interrupted. So then I was like, oh, they'll give it to Rusev and it's going to be like a dirty Absolutely. finish. But then Reigns just won clean still. So Rusev couldn't even cheat to win. It's hard to even imagine the conversation that happened. Like when the road agent was back there about like, here's like, they're not protecting him at all. And, and you know, he deserves it. He's this amazing 300 pound plus athlete. Rusev? He's a, the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I feel I feel the same way. I feel like Rusev is kind of like, I I, I under uh, he's he's a I do think his U.S. this U.S. title run wasn't like that great. I was excited when he won it back because you like associate Rusev with that title, right? You know, you're like, oh, give it to Rusev because he's like, you know, he him and, and Cena had a great thing going with it, and he'll be bring some legitimacy to it. But then they were refused to let him beat Roman Reigns clean. Which is what he needed to look like a real champion. That, and you know, Roman's in the situation too, where the crowd so desperately wants to turn on him. Yeah, that they could have rode that heat. Roman could have lost. The crowd would have loved it in a way that didn't yeah. hurt his heat at all. But you know, that's the plan. Clearly, yeah. they just see this guy as they, the future. That's they love just, Roman. They Reigns. love him, and he must be selling a lot of merchandise. Like that was my thought. Is that like for them to get this hard behind him, and no matter what. People are buying those vests. People are buying yeah. those armbands. You got a lot of nerdy kids going to the ninth grade in those vests. They really, they really, they, yeah, imagine wearing that to oh, school. Oh, boy. Oh, man. They, I mean, God, it's so funny because it's like, I, uh, all that stuff, I remember being younger and being like, man, like, I'll wear like a military vest. Like, that shit looks so awesome, but like, it feels <laughs> awesome when you wear it. It looks awesome sure. on wrestling. But then you're like, the second you see somebody who's like a little steampunk or something, you're like, you are a straight up jabroni. Yeah, like you absolutely. Look, you look. It rich. does not translate. No, it does not. You don't look good. I got to tell you, for anybody, anybody thinking about wearing anything that's costumey, oh my God, do not do it. I had a buddy who wore the uh, Excellence of Execution Bret Hart wraparound sunglasses out. Like, you can wear that to a show. Yeah. You can't wear that. To middle school. No, and that's why I normally wear a wrestling shirt to this, because I have <laughs> drawers of wrestling shirts to here, and we do the segment, the uh, what are you wearing segment. But we're going to skip it today because I'm wearing a thin shirt because it's so hot. Too hot. I put on my Daniel Bryan shirt to come over here, and I was like, you know what? 
WWE, if you want me to wear these shirts more often, make them out of a nice thin material. They, I will say, I've noticed in general. I don't know if it's cheaper to get, but yeah, what happened to like that sort of uh, vintagey thin? They were making them for a while. They yeah. had the WWE like vint- uh, they had a collection that was I forgot what it's called right now, but like. I remember I bought an Edge shirt that I can't find, and it drives me nuts. I'm sad even bringing it up. <laughs> this is one of his great shirts, the gray one with the two girls. You know, uh, Oh, that's like, the R-rated superstar. The R-rated superstar yeah. shirt. I bought that, and I can't find it, but they used to be like thin, and they had them, and it cost a little more. But I don't understand how they – it must be that they sell merch regardless and save money. Like, they do some calculations. It's got to be it. Because Pro Wrestling Tees, like I just ordered Bullet Club shirt off there. Two more dollars, you get the soft shirt. I don't know. I, yeah, why do they why not, not have just that make that option? Right. I have no idea. Is there anybody who prefers like those heavy duty crinkles, like crinkle cut shirts? You know what I mean. I'm thinking no like one. guys under 140 pounds who just need the warmth. Yeah, yeah. Who need the warmth, <laughs> or they Joe, need the Joe, Joey Clift probably yeah. likes a nice thick T-shirt. Joey Clift loves a nice. You heard it here first. He likes a nice thick potato thickness t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so yeah cool we'll keep talking about the pay-per-view but so i mean uh uh i thought that i really enjoyed the female match yeah i think that was the match i was actually the most into like just thinking about i know the sheamus cesaro match is the marquee match of the night that was the show stealer match but i i, I think it's because i I've been disappointed by some of the female matches, like uh, the Mania match with right. the, the three women, uh, like these matches that I build up expectations, and then they're like a little sloppy, where I'm like, oh, uh, and I get a little frustrated because I'm like, I you know they're capable them, more. Yeah, you know what they're capable of, and, and also that it's that it's the same way like when female Ghostbusters came out. Yeah. It's like you have to believe these ladies are in the gorilla position being like, oh, if we suck, women's wrestling, like that's what they go out with. That pressure, yeah, where no one's ever like, oh, that match sucked between two guys. Guys can't wrestle, yeah. So they just, so I feel that too. Like I want them to excel, definitely, because I know it matters right now. And I felt like in that female match, as I was watching it, I was kept getting tricked, being like, I don't know who's going to win this. Yeah, like, I remember even for a second being like, maybe they're giving it to Bailey, and like obviously Charlotte was keeping it because why would you switch titles right now? Yeah. But I, I I get caught up in it. So they, they you know that that uh, she's the, doing great too. Yeah, uh, she's killing. Charlotte, I think, is like the person. When I watch the show right now, the, both of the shows, and like we can get into Raw SmackDown after we talk about the pay per view. But they're uh, when I watch when I'm seeing Charlotte, I'm like, this is a wrestler doing great work. This is somebody who's like just who's in their element, has found their their their. You know, element. They're, they're, Their what's niche. the word I want? Their niche is what I want to say, but is that, yeah, that works. But they've just clicked into what they're supposed to be doing. They've like eat, prayed, loved. They went out and they like found themselves <laughs> and like now they're in their, in their place. And she's, I mean, she's so comfortable. Yeah. She looks amazing. Like every aspect of her character, her in ring gear is like perfect. It's like the Wonder Woman outfit. My only criticism is they should be allowing her to um seem stronger like physically str- she is so much bigger than Sasha yeah. and Bailey I mean just her frame they should let her throw them around I also feel this about Charlotte she does something that like great heels do where like she's got like a corniness yeah like she's like there's nothing cool not a shred of cool about peasants like it's so aggravating yeah. and I'm like perfect yeah. I'm supposed to hate you there's no question 
I'm not going to get sucked in to like some sort of subversively cool thing you're doing. No, she's very much like in the way that Miz is. Yeah, where like you're like they're just like true heels. And even though you're enjoying their work, you can still boo them and not be like where like Rollins is a, when he's I guess he's face now, but when Rollins is a heel, you're still like yeah I love it's this muddy. guy. He's yeah, it's demand. muddy. It's muddy. It's muddy. The Rock was always muddy, uh, you know. So I think, I mean, I yeah I think with, with with Charlotte like even her look is so extreme too. Like her teeth are like a little too white. Yeah, and you're like it just it it works. I'm sure. And Dana Brooke, I just I love that act. Yeah. Dana just, Brooke was like fan, it was like bowing to her. Uh, it's and so over the her. top. It's, it's so, so great. great. Yeah, I think it all works. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, so that match I really dug. Let's see what else we got to say about here. Uh, the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins match. You know, I, I thought it was a great match. I think Rollins was awesome. Did you see him get his uh, standing ovation? I did. I watched that little clip yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I think that. Uh, I think that again, it was like it being dirty. Like I want Kevin Owens to come off as a stronger champion. Yeah, I'll, I'll also say that I love the act. Right now, I'm not convinced. This Jericho, this yeah. sort, is that really the top of the card main event act? I mean, I think it's wildly entertaining. Yeah, and I'm, but there's just an old school part of me that's like it's a little too funny. It's a little too winky. These two guys who are having a great time and doing great work. Yeah, but I just like I like Brock Lesnar top of the card. Stuff. I I one hundred percent agree. I think that the Jericho uh, Kevin Owens bit is great, and Jericho is like so funny. Maybe doing some of his best work ever. Right Absolutely. Now. I mean, he's I, I he's he's being like just legitimately funny. Like on Raw. The crowd laughed. Like he got that whole thing about the, the Santa's sitting on your oh, lap. Oh yeah, that was great. Was like everyone was just dying of laughter, and you rarely hear the WWE universe all laugh together like a stand-up show. Yeah, and you heard it when he said, "Yeah, I'm Santa." What did he say? He was like, "Santa." Maybe I'll come down there and sit on your lap. <laughs> Maybe I'll come down there and sit on your lap. He's like, "No, I didn't say it. Just a funny comedy act." But I don't think. To WWE to just defend them for a second. I don't think they expected the Jericho comedy part to pick up so much where it's like overshadowing Kevin Owens' toughness and his heel run. Yeah, he's in a lot of ways. And again, only because he's doing his job well, he is overshadowing. Like, he's sort of, I mean, it's a veteran move, too. It's like this guy who knows. And, I mean, Kevin Owens is doing great with him, but I don't think it's helping. No, and it's also weird because Kevin Owens isn't – he isn't like – what Kevin Owens should be doing is distancing himself from Jericho. Right. It should be like Jericho says he's my best friend, but then Kevin Owens is uh, like kind of avoiding him. That's and, so funny to me, and it would just – I, I love that idea. And he should be like, yeah, yeah, right, and then he helps him win a couple of matches, so he gives him a thumbs up, and he, he sees him as like useful, but they're like hugging. Yeah. And that's making Kevin Owens seem like almost a sideshow to Jericho's – Comedy bit. You know, it's so funny because you look at, like, the history of wrestling and, I mean, obviously, Jim Cornette and Heenan, when you had that managerial relationship. Yeah. And they would hug their wrestler outside the ring to sort of console them. I remember Jim Cornette would um, sometimes with the Midnight Express, like, rub one of their butts because they got dropped in a way. And the crowd would – it was like a volcanic reaction. That's great. But Jericho is also this great wrestler. Like – 
we always knew the delineation between manager and star. Right. So that was just an upsell on the act. But here, I think I'm 100% with you. Like, he's kind of taking his fire. Yeah. And it's hard to blame him because he's just doing great work. No, you don't, and you don't want to slow down that momentum at all. But I, but one thing I was hoping is that Jericho wouldn't show up in that title fight. And yeah. then he did. Yeah. And he's wearing the Kevin Owens shirt. But even when he was doing that, it was like that. Dad was like, oh, okay, now this is just funny. And I got, a, I got like, I got like, oh, I got, in a, I got in more of that New Day mode about a match right. where I wanted to feel, like you said, Brock Lesnar match. Yeah. You know, you have Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens in the ring. These are two of the best wrestlers in ring talents, arguably, ever. Like, they're both, you know, that's bold, but they're amazing wrestlers. So it's like, let's, I, want, I really, I think Kevin Owens needed a clean win there. I think he needed a clean. He's the champion. Yeah. I mean, clean doesn't need to be 100% clean, but even just like a low blow win, which I guess we just saw with uh, AJ, something where he did it on his own. It's still him in the ring using like what's available to him and not getting help. And, you know, we're not going to believe Kevin Owens is this guy because he squashes Enzo. Like, right. he doesn't need an Enzo win. Yeah, he beat Enzo with just a regular powerbomb. Just bomb. a regular powerbomb, which, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, but it's like, nope. Like, give this guy a little more credibility. Because yeah. Seth Rollins has all the credibility in the world. Yeah. So he doesn't, um, but it's tough because I will also say, just from a backstage perspective, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are making the most of what they want to book this to be. Yeah. They're having a blast. So, like, to them, hats off to them. And, look, I'm biased because I'm a big Kevin Owens fan. I really enjoy him. And I, But maybe from their perspective, what I'm piecing together here is that they're seeing that he can't just be, like, a strong champion. That's what it feels like. And he, he has to be, like, a cheat-to-win champion. And it doesn't work because he wrestles like a power champion. Yeah. So it doesn't work. Like, the weasel thing worked for Rollins better because Rollins cheated to win – to w- he just has a weasel vibe. Owens Owens has like a more of a he has more of like I'm gonna cheat to win by low blowing you vibe than a guy who's like I'm gonna have my guys interfere. He's more of a He's lone a bully. wolf. He's a bully. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's you know it's off. Something's off. Yeah. Uh, and also Kevin Owens, you need to solidify him as the champion, and they're not really doing that. No, they're solidifying a really entertaining act. And you know I think so much of this has changed because of the network. Because now such a small percentage is regular pay-per-view buys. Yeah. So there is a sense of, like, let's just be entertaining for three hours. Yeah. But I don't want to lose that. Like, they should hold themselves to that same standard. Yeah. Of, like, what is a match if people had to pay every month? Right. That we're going to – and I do feel like we're – like, the match quality has come up. I think they're doing so well on so many levels. Yeah. But it does feel like, no, we can have a comedy match as our main event. Yeah. Uh, that that might be true. And speaking of match quality, let's pivot into the cruiserweight division. So, um, first thing I want to talk about is the presentation of the cruiserweight. Okay. Uh, the cruiserweight ring. Do you notice that like they make it fully purple? Like they've done a really amazing job. Before I say anything negative, of making it feel like I'm watching the cruiserweight classic still. Even though they're in the big arena, because they've made it like they've purpled out the crowd. Yeah. They switched the ring. They switched the ropes. Make purple ropes. They purple out the logo. They make the now they have those awesome screens on the on the ring posts. I mean, those are so dope. Yeah, uh, it looks great, and also just everything in 
we're going to come in, we're going to go with the handshake, we're going to go with a hand raised. Like, yes. They've kept all that stuff really smart. Yeah. All that looks great where I'm like, oh, I, I, I literally for a second was like, oh, I'm watching, I'm not watching Raw, I'm watching the Cruiserweight Classic. Right. You know what I mean? That being said, I mean, TJ Perkins is, is not going over really with the crowd. They've got, you know what? The crowd doesn't like to be fed pablum. Like meaning, meaning. It seems like that's too smart of a word for me. Okay? <laughs> oh, maybe the crowd isn't as smart as I thought. Listen, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I mean is, we get it. TJ is the underdog champion. We get that's the headline. Who is he? Who is TJ Perkins? It can't just be. He's a guy who always wanted this. Like Bailey's a good example. Yeah, Bailey's got all this personality juxtaposed with. She's had this dream her whole life. Yeah, I mean, T- I think about Bailey every time I see T.J. Perkins. Yeah, T.J. Perkins is a failed Bailey experiment in terms of character development. Yeah, yeah. I by the way, T.J. Just all right. So let okay. Here's what I like. I don't like T.J. Perkins. I, I liked him in the Cruiserweight Classic. He's a really talented wrestler. Uh, I Perkins reminds me of that shitty like food chain. Oh, like shouldn't like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like they had the off, pecan roll, right? Think, Was that Perkins? I never even I ate there one time in college because they, they didn't have it growing up in New York because New York is too classy. And uh, you've seen Enzo, you've seen class. Uh, and uh, but uh, and then I think TJ is kind of a corny name also. Just whatever that's gonna insult and the somebody. Int- and the intro is pretty corny. Yeah, the so, health points and all that business. Yes, yeah, so did you? So just being like, I'm TJ Perkins. I think it's a really bad wrestling name. I it's, like TJP. Like, let's just call him TJP. TJP. I like that when yeah. they call him TJP. I like that. No, I would say I like the intro. Oh, you I, do like it? I think it's really cool. And again, I tweeted this out and I posted on the in the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page. Come follow us. We're having fun on there. And we ha- didn't get to your theory. Damn it. We were talking about Roman. Oh, it's a, will we have time We will circle end? back okay, to okay. it. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. After we talk about Cruiserweights, we'll just go right back to it. Um, uh, but, yeah. So, uh, the ring, the entrance on Raw, and it's the same on SmackDown, but Raw and the pay-per-view is so nice. I mean, it is so beautiful. Like, what do you see? that When, when they have that angle that, like, uh, it's almost like a 45-degree bird, uh, birds. I don't know how to describe this angle. That's why I'm not behind the camera. I'm an on-camera talent. Everyone knows it. But uh, you, that angle where you see them walking out and the floors lit up with their logo. Like that j- that high jib shot that kind of is coming down. Yeah. It, it, uh, it looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. So yeah, TJ, they've done great work with yeah, it. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's so nice. Especially Roman Reigns, specifically. His intro has the fire, and it looks like so vibrant. He's got they. Uh, it looks awesome, except too bad he's not a good wrestler. Uh, well, he's a good wrestler. Too bad he's not a good uh, – he's a good in-ring talent. That's it. All right. TJ Perkins, I enjoy the, like, video game thing, except they did, like, nothing to establish that he's, like, the video game guy to me. And I would ask you, too, like, what does that even mean? That like, you're max the- health – uh, you know, XP. I kind of like that. It's like it's more of Xavier Woods' deal, right? Yeah, he's like the video game guy. Yeah, like I guess I just want to see it play through. Like if if he's the video game guy, like I mean, I get that he does moves that seemingly imp- maybe only on a video game you could see. Is that the oh idea? that they, all right? That's good. Yeah, like that I, makes sense. He does just, that one twisteroo. Yeah, like if if sort of that is played through, but um, I don't know. I I just think the music sounds a little chintzy. Yeah, because it's sort of like almost like a thirty-two bit sort of game i don't know for me it doesn't work but i mean if he was just like uh, you know if he was just like i'm a i'm a like you know he'd be like uh, he said like of my generation he's trying to be like a millennial I think. right 
he said that one time only in the Cruiserweight Classic. But when he's on the Raw cutting a promo backstage because they will not give him the ring, the mic and ring, he is a jabroni on the mic. Yeah. I mean, he is garbage on the microphone. I, 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 man, I think he's so lame when they give him that microphone. I just feel like, though, it's the, I, I have to, you know, it has to fall on the writers, too, because he has had to repeat the same four talking yeah. points. Like the Bailey talking points. Yeah. It's exactly the same. But thing. Bailey's got that other thing, you know, like Bailey's Bailey. Like we all know Bailey. We yeah. know Bailey. And also she fits in that with division really well. There are a bunch of sharks and she's like a uh like she's like uh the light. That's she's a great like the, point the, the, too. The she, contrast. Yeah. Right, the contrast. She's like the one of them who's like, I'm here, I'm I'm gonna be I'm a great wrestler, I'm competitive and but I'm like a genuinely good I'm a genuine good person. You have the boss. You have the smiles of Bailey, and then you have like this straight up ice queen of yeah. uh, 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 you know the flair. You have a flair in there with T.J. Perkins. It's like I, I I don't I don't know. He's but he's he's good in the ring. Here's what I don't understand though. He goes up. I think that the booking was bad for against him. I think Brian Kendrick was a really bad first choice for uh, for to go up against Perkins because at the pay per view. I should, I think it should have been Cedric Alexander. I was going to say that was that would have been my first choice because because they know Perkins has no personality. They know it. They didn't even put him on Raw the first week after he won the title. Cruiserweight is all about match quality. We're trying to sell just like great work workers who are like representing what's going on in the indie scene, everything that's popular outside of WWE soft style in quotes to quote uh, Daniel Bryan. So. Brian Kendrick and T.J. Perkins are not able to have that match, but T.J. Perkins and Cedric Alexander are able to have a jaw-dropping match. Well, here's my take on it, and I agree with you. Yeah, is also what um, what Kendrick has done since he's come back that I've loved is sort of he's sort of like, oh, we're gonna do storytelling too. Like we're gonna have great stories. Yeah. but for that first match, an audience that may or may not have watched the Cruiserweight Classic. Let's remember. When they're down in Florida uh, doing these matches, you have this extremely knowledgeable crowd, this intimate setting where the stuff Brian Kendrick was doing was really getting over, this desperate to revive his career. And then you bring him in and expect sort of this narrative to play with this big audience that isn't familiar with it. And then what you end up having is a match that is neither a great story or like an incredible athletic endeavor. Yeah, and that that's what I'm saying. It was like, okay, story, we don't I I understand it's like, all right, well, it's raw, so now they have to play to that. I was like, for the first match, you hit it on the Take head. your time, build first it up. First match, have Cedric Alexander and TJ Perkins have an absolute war where you're like it goes back and forth, you don't know who's going to win. It's the best of the Cruiserweight Classic and show it. And and they didn't do that. They chose to go Brian Kendrick, who's going to heal off, and it's like because he's the veteran, because he's got names, he's going to put over T.J. Perkins. But I don't think that's what we need for that division. I'll also say this um, in a rare moment of mentioning comedy, but you know the difference between middle house and big house, which is how the energy travels from you to the crowd? Yeah. It felt like to me they were playing a small house. Like they were making moves, expecting the crowd reaction to come faster. Yeah. So it always felt a click off. Yeah. Like you have to play it like that WWE big house style. Yeah. You have to find speed and then real moments to kind of let the crowd sort of catch up or bring their energy. And they just were still, was it called high sale? What is it? Sales? High sales? What's that? What do they call the, uh, well, I don't know what term you're going for. The, um, the next, uh, arena. 
Oh, full sale. Full sale. Full like, sale. They were playing like they were playing a at small. Full sale. They were playing like they were playing at full live sale. at full sale live. Yeah. Cool. Now that being said, I thought that the match, the tag match, uh, was really good oh, on I Raw. That. that with Drew Gulak, uh, uh, who someone just told me they hired him as a trainer. Drew Gulak. Oh, good. He clearly he's got the super goods. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's yeah, he's he's clearly good. I think they don't want him as uh, you know, in the division though. I would say. And I think his work is good, but you do just feel like, well, like, I don't know. He does. Does he strike you like, oh, this is going to be a star? We can well, yeah. Him. Like, the, I don't. I don't understand his gimmick so much. He's got the robe there. He's also like the submission guy. But there's other guys who like, you know, there already there's already other guys who are. I don't know who sell the submission angle a little bit. Yeah. Better. You also have Perkins who's finished. He's got submissions, and they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna try to get Saber Junior over when they when they sign him. I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly what they're thinking. Here's what I'll say about the, my next thing is that how come they see Tony Nese as a jobber? It is a <laughs> mystery because you know what? I think he's so – one, just forget about the athletic talent and understanding wrestling. Yeah. He's so naturally unlikable. Yeah. He's like this well, guy – you saying that because he's from Long Island? Because yeah, I'll take that as an this insult. This jackass, like everyone from New York <laughs> – um, no. Um, but like to me, I look at this guy, I'm like – Oh, I I don't I want to I want to boo this guy. Yeah, and uh, and I just I don't see it. I don't know if it's because of the look, but I think that guy's amazing. I I think they're like think they see him as like kind of vanilla, but like I don't understand. I, he's jacked. Uh, the, uh, I guess they did. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Corey Grave equated him to Neville. He basically like which I thought was. Annoying that he was just like, look at this guy. He's going to remind you of Neville. And you're like, don't do that. That sucks. Like, yeah, don't do that. Like, talk about what makes him unique, you know? Uh, but he had that awesome, he did like a high jump over the back, over the top With rope to outside and then landed on his feet. Yeah. In like a snap, in a snap. You're like, he's going to land on his back and then snapped onto his feet, like last second. Uh, that guy's incredible. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. In the, in the Cruiserweight Classic, I think he, who beat him? Was it Sabre Jr.? Um, I don't remember, but it. Uh, uh, but I was like, this guy, whatever, he'll be in the WWE, and like, I guess he's there, but he lost on NXT, and then he lost on uh, yeah on main. Maybe show. they'll give him a chance though to kind of like they're just kind of jobbing him out now. Yeah, but then they're like, oh, well, we have a because it's hard to imagine. I think his work's been great. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I hope they have more uh, view for him. But this match got a CM Punk chant during this match. What is going on? I mean, look. CM, I hope he, I hope he caught wind of that, you know, just like even after his disaster of a UFC performance, that he sees it like he has a home in this place. Like wh- whether he wants to acknowledge it or not, this is like his home, and this is WWE and wrestling are big enough accomplishment to like hang your hat on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he should come back to wrestling. He doesn't need to do it now. I was arguing with my buddy Vince April this weekend. He was saying that he'll never come back. I was like. Trust me, he will come back because there's too much money. And I'll also say, like, we're in the Brock Lesnar area of there are new schedules. Like, you can come back and you can work six times a yeah. year. Like, And if, if they give him some kind of contract where it'll say that you will main event a WrestleMania, he'll do it. Because it's like he's a guy who is, like, about those checkboxes and is about those accomplishments. And like, Oh, you know that's, that still – he can say whatever he wants. That still haunts him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he said it when he left. When he left, he was like, I didn't do that, so I see myself as a failure. Like, if he truly believes that and that's not just a work, because who knows when we're getting worked by CFM. I know. He's yeah. really good. Yeah, so anyway, Cruiserweight Division, I think, look, the crowd is getting into these matches. When they're good, there is a thing of, like, they're not into it, and then they're like, oh, wow, these are good spots, and then they're they're getting into it. And a guy like 
Rich Swan, who uh, who's just doing incredible shit and is just like dancing. He's undeniably good. He's got a ton of charisma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. So, yeah, I mean, let's move on to SmackDown a little bit. I mean, Jericho, we talked about him. Reason my only notes are about Jericho. I guess the last thing we should say, we should circle back to the other thing. Yeah, I mean, Jericho had me actually just laughing. I think it's amazing. The list, everything. Every single one of his bits works. Yeah. There's not one of them that's a dud. No, and, and his timing is so good, too, because he's, I don't know, he's sort of stepping away from that wrestler presentation. Yeah. And just kind of doing bits. Yeah. And uh, I love it. I, I And he's a guy that I, I knew and was pretty friendly with back in my WCW days. Oh, yeah. He's just a smart He's just smart. That's awesome. You knew him then because that's like that's like my favorite Jericho. Oh, let me tell hair. you. When he started Ooh. as an announcer, when he sort of was kind of putting our cruiserweight title yeah. on the map, and he just put together the best programs with wrestlers that no one cared about. Um, he did a program with Prince Iakea. Yeah. That, you know, it was just all about how fat Prince Iakea was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so dumb. And then he kept collecting these um, souvenirs from people. Uh, so then he would come to the ring with all these baubles from other cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah. But got to the point of just sad, like absurdity. Yeah. Uh, and I just was like, here's this guy. They don't. They're giving him the worst slots in the show. Yeah. And the crowd is just getting so excited. Is that when he had Rufus? Oh yeah. And oh with my the dog. Another time, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Had one of the most epic rises and falls. Yeah. Um. He was just a truck driver in the back. <laughs> really? he, he was one of the cargo drivers. <laughs> Uh, and he was just a guy who never had his teeth in, and Jericho decided to make him his bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy, you know, and he was a nice guy, and yeah. he bought into it. And I'll this is I'll just tell you one story. I mean, there's a million stories about this guy. Yeah. But one time they went out, and they sort of had this spot, and Goldberg was involved and yeah. this and that, and it kind of got botched. And everyone comes back to the gorilla position, and I don't even remember his real name, but he turns around and looks at Go- Goldberg, and he goes, well, you really fucked that up. And walked away, and we were like, "Who is this guy?" The tri- he's the Rufus, the truck driver. Ru- the reason he got removed from television was because of his ego, not because of the angle. <laughs> and it, oh my God. yeah, no, it was it was watching a guy with just a taste of fame. And when I say he was the sweetest guy before this, yeah, yeah. no one paid attention to him. And then you know he was having affairs on the road; it ruined his marriage. Oh my! No God. bullshit. Um, it just destroyed his life. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, well, I that's the kind of story I was asking for, okay? You don't, you don't oh, my God. Oh, your In shit, retrospect, your why didn't I open with that <laughs> human story? <laughs> that's amazing. No. Uh, well, I mean, Cesaro and Sheamus, how do you feel about the, the, the fallout of all the, the best of seven? You know what? I, I actually like this idea of the... Uh, Tag reluctant team. tag team. I li- I like it a lot. I-, I just think it's a fun. It feels like an '80s cop movie. Like, uh, I think they're great together. And you know what? They do stuff too. Where, like I said, they f- they fuck with the presentation. Where they talk, they cross talk, they talk over each other. Yeah, it just feels like something we don't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, my only thing is I feel bad for Gallows and Anderson, yeah. who put in two like finally. Oh, these guys are legit badass yeah. performances. Into losses. I'm like, if you let them just do that in the beginning, like these guys killed, and sort of now they're being kind of shifted out. I was surprised. I thought the club was going to win the belts off New Day at some yeah. point. I thought that like this is the this these feel like the guys that could take it, and you know they had a lot of momentum coming in with the with with AJ. I mean they 
They buried those guys. They, I mean, really they gave did. them the worst writing ever for that like old guy those segment. Bits were no one, the the best comedian, Louis C.K. couldn't get that. Yeah, over. those guys, and they did their best. Yeah, but uh, uh and uh, but uh, but it doesn't matter because we know how wrestling works. Let's not get worked here. The second they put them back with AJ, like they'll, they'll, they're still wearing the club logo. They're both wearing it. They'll they'll, they'll find a way to make these guys work. They're just you know, New Day is just selling too much merch. That has to be the reason. They're yeah. selling too much merch to drop the titles. They're just like we got to. Like, oh, my God, it's more and more every week. So, Well, it is interesting, though, if they're sort of priming a New Day program with Cesaro yeah. and Sheamus. It's like, who, who – I mean, I like Cesaro and Sheamus. Like, it just seems like it's not quite the right fit um, to have, like, the babyface versus babyface. Because even though Sheamus yeah. is a heel – he kind of with Cesaro is kind of cheerable because they have such a fun act together. Yeah, Cesaro will. They'll if you have Cesaro and Sheamus come out, they're not going to boo. They're going to cheer. They're for not Cesaro. Yeah. Like Cesaro's such a beloved uh, wrestler. That so I, I'm be curious to see how they sort of figure that out. Yeah. So before we move on to SmackDown, let's get uh, uh, let's get into. Um, uh, yeah, we missed the Rollins. I mean, Rollins is injured. I hope yeah. it's not a big injury. I don't know what I, I. I actually should. I meant to check the sheets to see like wh- if they have any updates on his actual injury, but it can't be too bad if they have him on. I don't TV. think so. They're still keeping him sort of yeah. in the mix. Uh, they he cannot. They can he they cannot afford for him to get injured. No, <laughs> I mean the, again the company's on his back again. But uh, cool Roman Reigns. I want to hear your theory on Roman Reigns. All right, and I say this. Um, before I start this theory, let me just say this is a theory out of love and concern. Yeah. I am I, I like Roman Reigns. Uh what happened was when I was watching Clash of Champions, yeah. there was just this one angle when Roman was fighting Rusev where it was like I kind of got a backside angle. Yeah. And I was like, that chest plate is like a girdle. Like that thing yeah. is holding him in. Like yeah. it's not just cool and I don't know why, but I just started thinking about when he failed the wellness policy and yeah. Adderall. And everyone was like, oh, it's a performance-enhancing drug. It's like an amphetamine. It, get, it, it helps with fatigue. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also this crazy psychotropic. Like, it messes with your – there's easier ways to yeah, take an you, amphetamine. Do you take Adderall ever? I've never taken it. Oh, okay. I, you shouldn't take it. No, I'll get too jacked up. Everything about your personality says that you'd murder everyone in this <laughs> So I I'm just, just curious because you're a writer. A lot of writers. You know what, though? I'm also like 44 years old. Yeah, like yeah. I missed the Adderall years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and I just started thinking, like, why would he take? There's so much stuff he can take. Right. And uh, so I started, I fall into this sort of like wiki, you know, internet hole and find out there's all these stories about people taking Adderall for rapid weight loss and weight control, even though it's very dangerous and is not supposed to be prescribed for that. Right. And then I just started thinking, like, here you have this guy. And I actually brought, as you can see, I have notes. Oh, my God. So let's talk about who Roman Reigns is. Roman Reigns is a son of one of the wild Samoans. Um, I think, uh, uh, not Afa, the other one, uh, Sik- Sika. Yeah. Uh, he was 320 pounds. Roman Reigns' brother, Rosie, 360 pounds. His cousin Umaga, 360. Yokozuna at his prime, over 500. Rikishi, over 400. Those last two, in their late 20s, were half that size. They both ballooned. When Yokozuna was Grand Coquina, when he was like in the 80s, coming to the 90s, he was a guy under 300 pounds. And Rikishi, you remember, he had a run as a high flyer. Yeah. Came back as a sort of the massive Rikishi, got over. So He got over with the butt. For having a big butt. So you have a guy who, if you look at his entire family, because you can't count The Rock, 
Rock is not actually biological. No, he's not related to any of them. Yeah, Someone told related. me this recently. Yeah, no, it's just sort of like, and also his dad's Rocky Johnson. Yeah, his dad is like one of the most jacked dudes one ever. One of the guys, I mean, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And I think what's happening with Roman Reigns, a lot of this is his body wants to be about 50 to 100 pounds heavier. And he is desperately trying to figure out. You saw, you remember the old pictures of Roman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, six-pack abs. I mean, he was an Adonis. He, yeah. I, I, there, but then there's also pictures of him that he's pretty, he's like pretty sloppy. <laughs> and, and I just feel like he is at this juncture where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to stay. Because, you know, right now. He doesn't he, have you know, Cena genetics. No. Like, he's not, you know, basically. And, and they have this wellness policy that doesn't apply to Cena. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Um. So you got a guy who they're selling as like this sort of sexy Terminator, like you know, like, like I always say, like he looks like a female Terminator had sex with Dave Navarro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, and so that's his whole gimmick is he's this best looking guy, he's the strongest. Yeah, and he knows it's coming where he's gonna be, he's gonna be as big as Rusev, but not as tight. He's gonna be like a like. And you're saying he's scared. I think he's terrified of it. I think the WWE doesn't know what to do about it. They've come up with this gear as a short-term solution, and they know that history says there's almost no physical way for him to stay this wrestler. And uh, a guy you've had on your show before, uh, Alex Newman, recently, yeah, um, he said something on one of the boards we're on where he's like, this is the greatest babyface turn ever. Let this guy balloon. <laughs> Let <laughs> everyone find out that he's the fat kid who did his best yeah. to stay in shape. But you know what? It just couldn't work that way because we know this from Samoan wrestlers in the past. He'll still be able to jump three feet in the air and through a Superman punch and spear and yeah. move like a gazelle. I mean, like even the Usos, one of the guy, one of the Usos who, by the way, we haven't got to the Usos yet, but they like, I, I love the Usos. I never, yeah. I, I hated them. I I, can't, I don't think I've ever switched so fast. They switched their whole entrance. It was then, immediate for immediate. me. Immediate. I was like, once they took off the face paint, I was like, these guys are like handsome. They look cool and And they shit. were themselves. You're yeah. like, oh, this is these two cool fucking guys. Yeah, I was like, oh, I understand why one of these guys is married to Naomi. Like, yeah. now, I didn't understand it before. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know which is married, but, but uh, one of them is still in a T-shirt. Yeah, and the other one looks great, and he's probably like starving himself. You know, I kind of feel bad now for shaming uh, Roman Reigns. That you made me feel bad. About, I think like, we should all feel terrible. Um, because, but I just don't yeah. like these wearing the vest, not because of those reasons. I just don't like it because it's like armor. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, it does feel like cheating. It, yeah, it's like a heavyweight guy who's wearing like the armor. But yeah, I guess now in a way, it's like yeah, you know, he's struggling with some actual weight issues. But ultimately, can't you just eat clean? Like, if your job, if I was a professional wrestler, like, wouldn't I just like? Just eat totally clean. I'm telling you, I think he is predisposed, if he lived the healthiest lifestyle possible, right. to still be 20 to 30 pounds heavier than he is now and not muscle. Right. So you're saying right now he probably eats super well. I think he's doing everything in his power to sort of stay at this weight, yeah. which is already probably 20 pounds too heavy for the way they want him to look, which was the way he looked five, six years ago. Right. and Because he's jacked. Yeah. Like, he's clearly in the gym. His arms, his shoulders are big. Work. Yeah, and he's in and – he, have you ever seen him tired? Like, he is exercise, clearly doing everything right. Yeah. But I feel like – yeah, like, I think there's a whole angle where, like, you know how they have that – um, who is that female uh, interviewer who always just kind of comes out of the shadows in SmackDown? Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. She's in I the ring all shit. of a sudden. You don't uh, like it? No, I hate when she's – like, guys walking in the back, and she's like um, – 
She's like Dean Ambrose, and she's like comes out like oh, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're never shocked. I don't know I who that is. My pants. Not, not JoJo. The, the... Real quick side note: uh, we're not going to probably get to it. I know we're running on time, but yeah. Dean Ambrose in SmackDown had the creepiest moment where she jumped out to ask him about John Cena. Yeah, and basically he's like, "I beat John Cena already." And as Dean Ambrose is leaving, he just like runs his fingers down her cheek. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. And it's like, how I, did I miss that? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I was like, is he? Turning into some weird predator. By the um, way, we're fine on time. If we go a little over, it's okay. Okay, but uh, we we did a little story time, which messes up our time. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, so, but but the point is, it's like, let's catch Roman Reigns like eating cake in his car. <laughs> oh like I gotta, I, I could put together six month angle. Are you fat shaming Roman Reigns? No, I'm saying let's all because you know what? I eat cake in my fucking car. And yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I'm no small guy. I'm like 245 pounds. Like, you put out this guy who's like, guess what? He's doing his best to be in shape, but his body wants to be 310 pounds. Oh, my God. I'm showing up with Roman Reigns signs at uh, events. No, uh, there's no chance. Oh, sorry. I was trying to get this. Watching a little Cena stuff. Oh, you're watch. trying to watch this? Yeah. Go, it's the first segment Dean Ambrose has. I know where it is because I watched it, but then I... Again, this is what we were talking about early on where it's like it was on and I probably for a second decided to like fill my dog's water bowl or something and then I missed him like caress a cheek. It was I mean- so crazy. <laughs> but it's also the product of so much content, which is all the fun stuff comes when you're making too much stuff. I know. Although I will say this is that I do miss the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, yeah. even though I would take that hour any day. That was such a – I mean, I looked forward to that. I would come home, and it was just like – They're talking about doing a ladies, a, a female tournament. That would be amazing. What a great idea. That is an incredible idea. I don't know as much about the uh, indie landscape for female wrestling, but I would I would be really surprised if they couldn't put together a tremendous oh, here uh, group. There definitely are. There's definitely 32 female wrestlers on the indie circuit that are wor- – that are. That can work like those dudes. Well, I, I remember watching Shimmer shows and being like, why aren't all these women right. on uh, WWE? Or maybe it could be a smaller tournament. It doesn't need to be 32. You yeah, know? just they, do a small if one. Do, if they do a 16 one and then like make it one match a week or something. I would love if they just did it all. Like women, uh, six man, like, uh, like just find different ways to just have matches that have clean endings and handshakes. I just right. love Oh, all my that. God. I'm watching this right now. Okay. I just saw what you're talking about. Did you see that? I just saw what you're talking about. That's, okay. Very hot. Um, where did that? What? Wait, but oh yeah, what the weird. hell? <laughs> that is weird. What was that? Well, I think it's like that is weird. What was that? I I would say that like I don't I don't necessarily hate it because uh, it is like, but I would I would like it if it was Jericho. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but, but this is like, like a baby face guy. It's another thing about Ambrose Ugh. where it's like all just like. It's all like uh, identity crisis. Or like, it's like, what are you? Oh, oh, now you touch women. It's like, what? Yeah, he's and I know that that's a heel move. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a heel move now. I think probably 1983. It could have been you a, being a sweet guy. Yeah, you'd be the sweetheart <laughs> to this lady. Just tell uh, the lady to wrestling, smile. Wrestling shameful you. history. Just tell her to smile. It's really nice <laughs> to see you to smile. Um, uh, cool. All right. Well, let, that's a good way to. Well, are you done with your Roman Reigns? I, I, I'm just saying, if I could just make a direct plea to yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, he listens. Is that fine? Yeah, fan of the show. Roman Reigns. I get it. I've been there. I've lost weight. I've gained weight. We will love you for who you are. 
That's all. That's yeah. all I want to say. Yeah, yeah. No judgment. And you just lost six pounds, you told me. I just, I did just lose yeah, six yeah. pounds. Congratulations. <laughs> Saw you in deadline, and then all of a sudn six pounds down. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you, they so don't Hollywood. Put, they're not putting my picture in there now, but maybe. <laughs> How, Hollywood Damiani coming your way. Maybe we'll take a shit on a picture of you. Uh, um, okay, so let's get let's get into SmackDown so we can round this out. All right. So how do you feel the Orton Bray the Orton Bray or, or Orton Bray Wyatt stuff? I mean, look, I hate it. I okay, I hate it. I agree with you. I didn't like it. I thought it was like kind of like boring and corny. But I like the ch- I like the chance they took on it. I like like okay, let's try this. I'm entertained. Yeah. I just feel like like I sat there with a shit eating grin on my face. But, like, when two, like, badass dudes yeah. are telling each other, like, reinterpretations of fairy tales as it a way work. to intimidate each other. I mean, in a way, it's what I love about wrestling. But uh, in general, like, Orton sort of taking on Bray's promo style yeah. and Bray's moves. I don't get where this is. Where is this going? Yeah, I appreciate the attempt, but it was like Orton in the mask. It was like, I was like, I'm, And let me say, I would rather them take chances and fail. Then just give me the same stuff. So I'm all for this. Let's yeah. Let's triple down on this as we move into the. But just so like it is not working. Like yeah. Just in general, the idea of Randy Orton as a babyface. This guy who's like right out of central casting as a bully who steals your girlfriend and like puts your head in the toilet. You don't like Orton never works for me as a as a. And baby people, face. by the way, I'm in the minority apparently because the crowd reactions are great. They're, they're, they yeah, he gets over no question. Yeah, so Whenever this is go- me. I just think I look at this guy. I'm like, this guy is a heel. He's a slime ball. Yeah, he's a yeah. He's like he's just and uh, also he has he has. Let's not let's not forget that this guy has skull tattoos up and down each yeah. arm. It's like some That's not weird... a good guy. That's not a guy you're like, oh, I'm glad you're marrying my daughter. Yeah, this is a, this is a guy in that bottom 10% of pe- pe- uh, fathers wanting their daughters to bring him home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and you know, I get that he's got this great sort of out-of-nowhere finisher, and he's been around a long time. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's not like we don't need good heels, you know? I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, I just think he's playing out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. Sorry, we got two more things to cover. Okay. The Ziggler Miz segment. Wonderful. Terrific. Great. You know what? And I, I, I kind of felt it coming because I was like, oh, they're in Cleveland. That's whenever, like, that's when Miz Ziggler gets heated up and it's like, oh, they're feuding right now. I will say this Miz, also, I'll put him up there. Jericho, these are the two guys doing the best work in the company right now. And you know what? They just, and I'll tell you and what. And Charlotte, it is. the three of them. All three, what do they have in common? Their vo- the point of views, their voices. Yeah. It's like they're never off note. They never sort of make an aside comment that doesn't fit the character. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just in general. Clear I, characters. Yeah. I'm just saying, I was just adding that one thing. Oh, like clear characters. Just clear characters. But I was going to say, when he, when he had that shot backstage where he was acting like he was going to cover LeBron James's picture yeah, yeah, yeah. with his picture, I mean, that's just. He did do it. They did do it. Yeah, but it's, it's perfect. It's, yeah. like, it's, a, it's like in, what was that, a 10-second segment? Yeah. Got the play, like, so much better than LeBron James sucks. It's like this. Just this physical storytelling yeah. thing. Um, he is just, and know what? He's he's got this level of honesty. Like he's doing that great heel thing where it's like you all know this is true. Yeah, uh, I just I love what he's doing. And you know, Ziggler, we are at a critical mass though. As much as I love that segment, it's like I don't know how much longer I can root for the guy. So I was glad they put that up on the line. That's like my career. Yeah, this has to happen because it's like he has milked this out, and I feel the fans are right there where they're still with him. 
but they're ready to be like, maybe you should consider, maybe you should go work for Enterprise Rent a Car. You know, like yeah. It, uh, I mean, the segment was amazing. Let's talk about Miz for a second. We'll break it down. Miz Maurice is awesome. Miz looks awesome. The promo he cut was flawless. Yeah. In performance, I mean, as a performer. I was just like, wow, he's hitting it. He's just hitting every beat perfectly. His timing was incredible. He's uh, yeah, just it was. I was like, man, this guy is all like he should be in the title. He should be in the major title contention. Well, I feel like maybe that's why they're gonna have him drop the IC belt to move him off. He's ready. He's ready to be up there and like, and he's ready to outperform guys uh, in terms of promos and setting things up. Also, you mentioned Maurice, and it's like. You really do feel they love each other. Yeah. That's so great. Well, they're like married and have a kid, and you've seen them outside yeah. the ring talk about But, you know, with Rusev and Lana, like, their act is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's a, like, a, like we're doing it. Like, they are just like. Um, well, because yeah. Lana's accent is fake. Yeah. Like, Maurice is just like an evil French Canadian. But great. she actually is that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's actually my wife. Where, like, they're married, but they're both, like, cartoons. Yeah, exactly. They got to work through this filter. And that's, I think, what prevents them pushing Rusev so hard is because he's, like, ultimately a cartoon. And I think they're like, eh, we don't see him as, like, a main event guy because he'll come out and he's just, like, he's a little too 90s for to be, like, the top guy. Right. But anyway, as it comes to – as pertains to Ziggler, I mean, great promo by him, great performance by him. Having their parents there really worked. It is true. It's like he's losing. Embrace it. He's on a cold streak for what – for I don't know if it's a cold streak because they're not into him. It was a cold streak. It was like a circumstantial cold streak yeah. of like, well, we don't want to drop the title, the team. We want to put AJ over. It's like, who you know, he's been a little bit of a placeholder match guy for them right now. And uh, yeah, put his title, give him that one last match for the title. I kept thinking like a second ago he's fighting for the real title, the main yeah. title, and now he wants the IC title. Use his momentum, have Ziggler win, give him that belt, and then have him be on like a super hot streak, or else, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think you can, you know, at some point, like we want the underdog to win, but there does become a point where we're like, maybe they shouldn't win. And I don't, I think they built, yeah. like it's, we're here, and thankfully Miz is so strong and so hateable that now that he's sort of going for the secondary title, that it does feel so personal. Yeah. Uh, and that's just all credit to him. Yeah. But um, but now it's time. Yeah. You got, you got to give him the belt. And you got to give him not, like, easy wins. Yeah. But, you, like, clear wins. And, like, but Ziggler has another run in him. It's not like Ziggler's done. He's, like, jacked up. He looks awesome. Yeah, he's... He's, he's better on the mic than he's ever been. Like, no, he's ready. He's yeah. never been more ready. If they're not going to push him, it's just, like, their fault. Yeah. He, it's not like he's not doing the work. So I, I I don't know just tough because Miz is also like at he's at but you know Miz he can survive like he can lose this belt yeah and then get rolled into the uh the you know the world title scene no problem and he'll be fine his his heat isn't gonna yeah. suffer at all although I I could see Ziggler losing and leaving and then. Leaving to do like I don't know a WB film or like the Marine a, Seven, yeah, like doing that and then coming back like big. You know what I mean? Like a, a break might be the best thing for him, and they'll still like have to, like there's a whole network. If they the, have a plan for it, yeah. If they have a plan, like, but you know, a break means six months. Like, yeah, it's not like two weeks. A yeah, month. but I'm saying that if he if he shoots something, that's like six months, right? Yeah, they that's but easy. they have to keep him off as long as they can, right? 
I want him to come back with a beard. Like, that's always when you know a guy's been gone a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Last thing is, uh, so they had this main event. We don't need to talk about the main event too much because it's just building up to the No Mercy pay-per-view. But uh, Dean Ambrose seems better in the ring. I was enjoying his match. Uh, I- I'm critical of him, but I think he's like, again, he works so much better when he's not the champion. He's like clawing his way up. Right. feels better. Uh, Cena, Cena feels a little heel to me right now. Cena is like really interesting presentation. He's so into this sixteenth yeah, title like, reign. It seems very like egotistical and vain, you know. Yeah, like on the on the product, like on the actual SmackDown show, he was presenting himself as like, uh, you know what? I just decided like I want I want the accolade of sixteenth title. Like I want that, which is like there's no way to. Sp- He's trying to spin it into like a, I never thought about the the setting records before, but now I do. But there's no way to spin it not into heel to like. Want to overachieve? Well, when that's all you want, when that's all you want to prove is yeah. that I'm even, I'm already great, and now I'll be greater. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, with statistics, um, this was something I noticed because wrestling doesn't have any conventional statistics. Like right. We don't have CompuStrike or whatever. Right. Anytime you hear a statistic, it plays. It's an angle. Like oh yeah. Charlotte, like eleven and zero, and you know, fighting in pay per views. Like when we hear that, she's gonna win. Right, you know, and now, so I wonder with this 16th championship. Yeah, as soon as you hear that, it's like maybe he gets the belt, and maybe he plays even more. I don't think he'll ever be a heel. He sells too much. No, but they can play him even more in the middle. I mean, he's, it's it's look, it's gr- it's grayer than it's been. Yeah, uh, 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 and I think like a lot of people think he's going to win this belt at No Mercy because he's going to take a break and then come back for 17. Like they, uh, I, you know, they want him to go for 17 at Mania. Oh, so, interesting. I, I look, I don't know if that's true. I, I just read something that said that, and like, no one knows what they're talking about ever. I think he should win 16 in Mania because he definitely has another Mania in the tank. You know he's, what I mean? Yeah, he's still in, I mean, who knows how a guy with that kind of size. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, it'd be crazy, though. Right now, AJ is doing such good work. I just feel like let's chase AJ for a little bit. Let's let's let him be the star. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I Dropping the belt, having AJ drop the belt would be a mistake to me. Though... And we'll get. This is the last thing we'll talk about. But I'll say to talk about Cena. Why, did did you watch Talking Smack? No, you didn't see. No, that. I didn't see it. Cena is incredible on Talking Smack. He he dismantles Dean Ambrose, who calls him like a lazy part timer. He's like calling me lazy. He's like insane. Right. You know what I mean? He's like AJ. He's like yeah. Dean Ambrose is going home right now. I'm going to film Total Bellas. Like and then I'll be back for the next show. You know, he he. No one is better. I mean, Saint Germain was on the show. Two weeks ago, and I said Cena is one of the best Mike guys ever. Oh, absolutely! I said he's in the top yeah. ten, and Dan, and Saint Germain was like, "No way!" Named guys, ten guys. I was like, "He's the guys he started naming." I was like, mm, "Yeah, I guess you're right." I mean, uh, but I don't know. Cena is so slick on that microphone that, like, I just there's guys who are people will yell at me, but I'll bump them below them. Oh, you know? I, I'm. I feel like it's for exactly what you're talking about. Let's not forget this guy used to just like invent freestyles. Like, yeah. Back in like, but what he can do is he's good on the mic regardless of what platform you're giving him. Yeah. Well, he that has to be he's adjusted. a great storyteller. Dan's counter argument is like he's one of the best storytellers. I was like, I don't know. I think he's just great mic performer. Yeah. Just great stick guy across the board. I mean, I, you, I think you aspire to be as good as that guy. And you know, you even look at like a guy like Ric Flair who's, yeah. and, and Roddy who were put up there. Yeah. Like, I also know that sometimes Ric Flair and Roddy, when like in a conversational setting or just giving a speech, yeah. they're rudderless. 
I've seen it. Like they don't right. know what to do with themselves. Where even when Cena's given a bad script, it's delivered well. Yeah. And and if you just ask him what he thinks, he's so succinct yeah. and to the point. And not all the guys can do that. I'm talking smack. That's what I'm saying. He was like in that interview setting. Yeah. He destroyed. It was like well, I was like, oh man, this, he's so good. Cool. Last thing I want to end the show with. I know we're going a little over. Thanks for the patience, everyone. Though when I listen to podcasts, I'm always like upset with the end. You know what I mean? You so, don't want uh, them, man. No, you don't want it then. So this was a little longer. This yeah. is for everyone who was going to, like, not review you. Oh, I know. This Come is on. why we're giving you a couple five extra stars. Minutes. Just do it. Don't even write a review. Give me the five stars. These <laughs> metrics matter to someone. I don't know. Uh, 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 the, you know, the conversation seems to be, what's the better show, Raw or SmackDown? General consensus is SmackDown. Yeah. Most people are like, SmackDown is by far the better show. I agree. SmackDown definitely is like when I watched Raw and watched SmackDown, I was like, that had that weight. The matches, it's like that last match was great. Ziggler, Miz segment was dope. Definitely the tag division on How SmackDown do you, though, equate there's a, an extra an hour? Usos. Like if you had to boil Raw down to two no, hours. No, it has an extra hour. But Raw, I'm, I can't, my brain is will never not be like Raw is the show. Yeah. I can't do it. Like when I see AJ Styles as the champion, even though he has the main, the better belt, not even the stinking red belt, even though I kind of dig the red belt. It's it's grown on me. I, it grew, grew on me also. I wish it was a little bit of darker red. I mean, this is whatever. If it was like a burgundy, it'd be sweet. Uh, 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 or more like crimson, like a oh, blood yeah, red. real dark. It would be, yeah, instead of fire engine red. You know what I mean? Yeah, and to me, though, it kind of reminds me of a belt, like, from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. I wish it had, like, a leather that looked, like, worn, like a nice, you know, like a nice <laughs> A rip. new worn yeah, belt. Yeah, yeah. But Raw is, like, the the more important show. Like, I can't, I'm like, oh, it sucks. I wish AJ was the champion on Raw, which yeah. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to, they'll finagle that. But I just think I can never get my brain on just being like, and maybe it's just the order. It might even just be the order where I'm like, I already watched Raw. Now it's like, oh, SmackDown's the next day. Right. And it's a little bit of like, ooh, I wish I had a day buffer. You know? You know, though, you said something earlier that I think if I'm just judging shows on Hidden Gem, like if I'm just going through and picking out my favorite moments in both shows, I mean, Raw has had a lot of like, I'm not loving sort of, like you said, we have this comic champion up top, yeah. although I love that champion. Um, or Stephanie finally, like, kind of the ri- the rise of the phoenix of yeah. the evil. But, you know, the Cesaro stuff, the uh, the, the ladies on mon- on Monday night. I mean, that's... Yeah, Hillary the Great. The, yeah. Um, oh, wait, you're talking about... Oh, 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 <laughs> uh, um, yeah, how many wrestling fans, too, guiltily are just like, you know, I'm just going to watch Raw. Yeah, right? but did you see they opened with the match, which I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. They're opening with the title match. I love this. And then I read it was because they knew they couldn't compete. Yeah, with, they're like, screw with it. the presidential debate, <laughs> so it's like, let's have a match. It was like, there was a... I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then it was like, oh, this probably won't happen again. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think the underdog um, perspective of SmackDown yeah. also makes us all root for it. But... Raw is having a lot of hits, like yeah. a lot of great performances. And is SmackDown overall probably? I have more fun watching the show overall. I also like that it's shorter. Yeah, but I still feel like Raw has that sense of this is a big show. I cannot shake the like when I see the red, when I see Stephanie McMahon, like right. I, when I see like Triple H. I can't shake it when I see you know where like the the SmackDown show just feels less important. When Orton came out and it was an Orton Bray, I was like. See the blue. Uh, I I I can't make it feel important. I'm almost like man, switch it's like up the Pavlovian. color. Yeah, I yeah exactly. So it's like, 
I don't know. I'm curious if I'm the only one who feels that way. Uh, uh, some people know. are attracted to that. I know, like, I have friends who are attracted to they like they're like they like to like they're you know they're contrarian in that way where they're like I like that it's like I see the flu and it's less show but it's better. I don't feel that way. Yeah, I mean, for me, if I if I'm like a busy week, I'm gonna watch Raw. Yeah. Like that's I guess that's how I judge it. If I have to choose, I feel like the bigger things are gonna happen there. Yeah. But maybe that'll change. Yeah. Cool. And I think the big loser of it all is NXT. NXT is so low on my priority I list. I know. And it's and, and you know they're, they're, they're doing really good it. stuff still. Like, yeah. I, you know what? It is tough though because they were gutted. I mean, NXT was gutted. And like they still have great talents. Yeah. But there's always gonna be half the show that is like, all right, there's this new wrestler that we they ha- we need to get them time. And yeah. there's definitely been like dips in match quality, which I'm fine with because I understand that's the purpose of that show. Right. But now there's so much top shelf stuff going on, it's hard to it's hard to make time for that. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. All right. Well, Chad, I think we're done. I think we're done. I feel I feel, I feel, I done. feel done. To, uh where can we find you on social media? Anything you want to plug? Um at Jetso Time yeah. is my Twitter. Uh I am doing when does this come out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, this Saturday, uh, a member of the comedy community that is beloved, Rick Rosario, uh, was hit by a car, and I am part of a fundraiser at the Nerdist. We're raising money for him. Um, Rick, right? Rick, yeah, yeah. I just donate. I donated yesterday. Uh, uh, great guy. I know him from amazing the too. Seat. Really yeah. nice guy. Uh, I think he ra- He was. He went to. It was five thousand dollars. Was their original goal. They hit that in an hour on GoFundMe, and by the end of the day, I heard like twenty five thousand dollars was raised. Like. If that doesn't tell you how much people love this guy. Um, but, yeah, so I'm doing that. Um, so if you're around and you know Rick or or you know what, even if you don't want to go to that show, look for the GoFundMe. This is a great guy yeah. who deserves our help. I mean, everybody loves him. Um, so that 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 would be my plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll leave on that plug. I don't need to plug my stuff after that. Go to that. Go to the GoFundMe. Uh, I donated. You should donate. Go check out the show. You'll laugh. So you're getting uh, you get that you get you know that you're, it's like basically you're doing something good, but also you're doing something for yourself. So that's a great thing. Uh, and uh, never forget to keep watching wrestling. Yeah, don't stop, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bye. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 